Yes, guys, what's good? You're tuned into Mango Masala, Pi Radio South Asian show. No warning, we're just straight into it. We're just straight into it. Gosh. All right, cool. Hooray, all the, all the mics, mics are working. This is a very, very Beautiful. rare. Guys, <laughs> today's an afternoon of rarity. I know. Halima turned up. Not on time, but close. Excuse me? Right, Halima, you literally walked through the door at five past two. No, saying, but... Saying, oh my gosh, I arrived at two <laughs> on the dot. I arrived, I parked up at two on the dot. That's even well, early for we me. We take the small ones. Oh, guys, I, I nah, Carlos, this is, you can't make him happy. He's like an Asian dad. No, you can't make him happy. Halima, if you arrive, if you arrive on time ready to start at two, then I'll be happy. No. You're asking for too much. You're asking for too much. I was very proud of myself. I literally walked into the studio with my arms, my fists pumping in the air. And then, no, you know what it is? I had to... Guys, where we are, um, we record from Vernon Mill, uh, industrial-like area in Mm. Stockport. And for some reason today, like, the area was so busy. I had to drive around a little bit because I parked, like... um, You know them cars that park like that? Yeah, that stick out in, to the in road. A line. and I didn't like that. I didn't like no. it, so that, that's why I was late coming in because I, I I decided. To- oh, I debated doing that, and I was like, no. Yeah, no, I did it, and, and I then was I like- parallel parked. Oh, really? Well, Let the record well, show that I parallel well parked. No, well I done. I did that, and then I thought I think feel like this is gonna mess up my wheel, so then I pulled out and like went further down the road. Anyways, the point is, two people on the dot. I was here, and I was before Simran. I okay, so I don't have a record of being late yeah, that's true and, and i was late today i was 15 minutes late today with food and snacks yeah, true, true, true. um and also i'm just gonna put it out that nothing gets in the way nothing gets in between me and living my manchester yummy mommy dream yummy mommy yeah yeah what of like stockport tesco i'm just like walking around a big tesco with like no agenda just picking Sorry. up what i want Do you not have ready tesco for a night no, out. Can I say no, no no it is different and going to like any kind of supermarket that's not your hometown is just like a really refreshing experience yeah, like, i don't I know where the veg that. is i don't know yeah. where anything is like i'm like this is great i don't have like okay i was gonna say like i don't really have like a massive time constraint i did <laughs> but i was just kind of like living my best life no, do you know what? Like, there is actually something to be said there because in, like, a few months, two months ago, um, a group of my friends came to visit from London and they got their train into Stockport. So I picked them up from Stockport and then I went to that Tesco Extra and my friend was, like, she was ecstatic. I'm thinking, girl, like, what? She goes, Tesco Extra, you don't understand. People in London, we we don't... Like, if yeah. they don't drive, they don't, yeah, you know, they don't yeah. go to Tesco Extra. There aren't even, t- like, big supermarkets. Yeah. They're only in, like, the suburbs, like out the way where people drive to and from they do all the shopping in like the tesco expresses or like the regular tesco stores That's yeah yeah so it sucks weird. that is i didn't even think of that until yeah, she was yeah, yeah. so gassed she it was sucks. like you don't, she was like but like don't. i have tesco extra at home i don't live in the sea so like yeah. i have all that and you it's drive. just something but yeah but it's just something nice about like going to a new place and then i don't know i just also because grocery shopping is so mundane I love grocery shopping. Yeah, same. I love because it. it's a, quite a mundane task, though. I feel like when you do it in a different area, it's like you kind of cosplay living there. Mm. And because I'm obsessed with Manchester, yeah, obsessed with selling us a dream. Well, now me and Carlos agreed this morning that I'm going to pay part of his council tax to make me an official res- resident of, of the city. Well, uh, yeah, huh? 
Basically, he said, like, he said I can't claim Manchester no, until I pay council tax. She was like, oh, my city. And I was like, well, you know you have to pay council tax in order to claim that. And she was like, okay, I'll pay a bit of yours. When you I was saying that, it. as much as I would obviously want you to pay a bit of my council tax, I was saying that with the intention of you <laughs> actually living up. here. Simon's like, <laughs> been selling us a dream for many years Yes, yeah, so we spoke about she's this been a lot. Telling us, she's coming, she's coming. And oh, I was, no. I was, I was very close to coming this year. In her dreams. I don't believe it. Yeah. I, I still have it. the spare room alerts. Every day I get a notification. You'll search for Manchester. Do you not tempt, are you not tempted? Every day. Do you not look at the, like, listings and think, Every day, wow. every day. So, savings. Savings. Savings, shmavings. You only live once. Like, realistically, <sighs> like, I'm, I'm, not even chatting but like realistically if this is actually something that you want to do and also yeah. you know every time I actually inquired about something I either got ghosted it yeah, was either so. out of budget with like bills included <clears throat> it was not even near the city centre it was like living with a landlord didn't even know about like it was oh, yeah, there was not always easy. some contingency and because I wasn't committed to it full time full time yeah. I was putting a lot at one point I was really ramping up the efforts though um, but I remember I got so close to one and it was perfect and I can't remember what it was the contract was too long for what I wanted. It was either like I wanted this many oh, months. I think so. You told us about and it. And then I wanted to extend if yeah. I really loved it. But I was like, I wanna don't want to commit to like 18 months or whatever it was. Mm. Um and it was perfect. And I actually really wish that one like could Where have been. Where do you think you're out. gonna settle like long term? In life. Yeah. Hopefully not this country. Really? Where would you go instead? But if this country, maybe just like sorry. Sorry? Yeah. Why sorry? Because my family's down south, isn't it? Like, I can't exactly, no, like... Bring them up, Simran. As if they will. No, so, you okay, get so their southern. the reason why I'm asking is because, realistically, you're not going to settle in Manchester, right? Mm. But that's you why want I wanted to, to do it for, like, that's a what couple, so, like, so for you a little need... while. I'm not using. I know that face that he's making. I'm more just like, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to settle up over whatever. Because it is three hours. No, I'm not, grandma, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. Stay where you kids. are. I'm a bit territorial. Stay where you are. Whatever. I'm not mad about it. But ultimately, ultimately, no, I mean in terms of settling. I mean in terms of settling. But ultimately, <laughs> oh, if you nice. wanted to live in Manchester for like a, a bit, now's your time. Yeah. You're never going to realistically, like you, in you a few right. years, hopefully you'll have a mortgage. You like. Right you might even have a family or something you know so if you're gonna do it now's the best time when you've got no financial commitments you've got no big life responsibilities if you don't do it now it's now or never truly i disagree i think Simran, find yourself a northern king and come and settle up northern here king. oh okay fair enough if you maybe got, that if you're maybe that family, would. that's fine yeah i feel like if that if that happened that would be like a log yeah Okay, now we know what we need to do, really. Find her, right. I've I've been saying that for right, a while. Right, right. Are you ready yeah. to like date? When we were talking, no. When we were talking oh, before his wedding about who I can marry at the wedding, well, there was no one. No, there wasn't. But wow, you told Every, me there wasn't. The, like five hundred people at my. You wedding. You told me there wasn't. Just we scanned no. through. Yeah. You said there were no eligible bachelors. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Everyone's dating someone. To be honest, like yeah. Well, when you're ready. Give us a shout. Just set my hinge location to Manchester. Mango Masala Matrimonial Services. What are you saying, Carla? Yeah, we can make a video of that. Like, do, you, do me a CV. We'll I'll get my uncle on the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 he needs 24 hours on a Facebook page. You know what it is? He needs 90% battery, 24 hours on a Facebook page, and it's a lock. We combine Halima's uncle with Simran's want to find a partner. 
pitch it to Netflix, get commission. Get a CMOS. No, you guys yeah. are laughing about this. I remember, so me, I have a friend called Carl, shout out Carl, and we did English together at Warwick, and we would do all our um, all-nighters together in the library, and we were doing an all-night at one time, and we, and I'm not even joking, we spent the whole, like, we, we slept in the library the whole night, and the whole night, instead of working on our essay, do you know what we was doing? Because he, like, is an aspiring kind of playwriter. He literally sat and, ma- and, and made, like, conceptualize a show a Netflix proposal for a show about my life and my arranged marriage escapades yeah, <laughs> or no, my parents' I, attempts I can, to I can see that like literally I'm not even joking like he actually did the whole like actual like conceptual blueprint for Wait, it and this was when you were meant to be doing an all night to, to, to do an essay we had a right. deadline yes 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 and then like so he's a he's Ivorian and basically there's some other guy there that I didn't know that was Carl's friend and then this other guy came in and it somehow ended up be like a three part Netflix series for like all three of, a series on all three of it was yeah you guys are laughing but I really think they would buy it Right. Well, speaking of people's lives being a movie, Simran. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. yeah. Nice. How was nice your birthday week? Guys, I turned 24 last Sunday and I'm really upset about it. What? Because, oh, God, we have this conversation about the 16th time. I was really attached to the years 22 and 23. I think they were great years for me. I think they really suited my personality and I don't want to be 24 because that means I'm 25 next year. I have to be in that over 25 category and X Factor and I'm no longer in my uh, uh, early 20s and I don't like it. I'm not happy about it. You've got another year. I'm just not young anymore. Like, being 23, was like, oh, little baby. Now, who's going to baby a 24-year-old? Baby 24-year-olds aren't cute. I just don't have any room to be, like, sympathetic because, literally, we were, like, doing a bit of nostalgia the other day, looking back at some Mango Masala stuff from the past. And, first of all, you've got the fact that me and Halima were 24 when Mango Masala started. And you've got that when you were, like, Oh, my dad said when I'm 24, I'm on the shelf. shelf. Welcome to the shelf. Guys, we were 20, we we just turned 24. Yeah, so this situation that Simran's in now, which is, I think, a lot, I think Simran right now is a lot more put together than either of us two were at that age. I was just, I was chilling, I was I mean, obviously, COVID had a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah, we were locked down. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you do have a lot more, like... Yeah, I was, I was... I still am like just chilling that's the thing about age and it's like your mental state and your actual age just don't add up guys because internally I feel like I'm 17 yeah, I, feel like I, I do feel have, like yeah. I feel like I just want to be gallivanting and just be having fun in life I think yeah half of me is like I have to be practical and like work and the other half of me is like I want to gallivant literally I do you know frolic what? in a my, field my cousin posted something on Instagram the other day and it was like <coughs> excuse me oh to be in your early 20s and to have to pick between like taking a year off yeah, to go travel yeah. going back to grad school starting a business like starting social media like there's there's i always say and, like, this i do like i have seen like being in your early 20s at like, 20 to 25 is like a second puberty in a way like no, that's what your hormones it. are out it. of whack as well and like it is just like a time of where you everything's confusing your Oh my god! I still not even. I still got. I've still got a year for it to develop. I'm waiting for it to come in the post. That's crazy. Like it's still not all there. So you're bare. Young so girl. what? But it's all, all all of ours is there. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah. They say twenty five is when it fully develops. That's it. Now that's it. That's your brain. So it's only going to get worse from yeah. here. Right, yeah. Great. <laughs> We're not getting any smarter, Carlos. 
Ben, it's true. Like my repeat, my, I was complaining. Repeat. My back hurt yesterday. My knees are shot. My shoulders going. Like I'm like, oh, just right, wait, Simran, wait till you Simran hit twenty seven. the room. Wait till you hit twenty seven. You're you invalidating think, my problems. You I don't really think are. Go and speak to bad. your age peers about this, not us. In it, you think <laughs> no, that is they're bad. not the ones. You understand the people that I hang around with are so corporate. Like they don't, they don't even see the other viewpoint of like, I want to frolic in a field. I want to travel. It's like no, oh I God. must do numbers Ugh. and M and A and give me another acronym ESG and things like that. I would hate that. Yeah, that's literally my worst nightmare. Yeah, and I'm torn. I think just go for, go frolic. Life. Yeah, frolic. So I did frolic actually. I cosplayed frolicking for six days for my birthday. I didn't want to celebrate here like i don't know what it was i just could not be bothered organizing something i couldn't be bothered combining friendship groups and i couldn't be bothered doing a billion different separate things yeah like a lot of pressure i wish someone would organize it for me not a surprise but i wish someone would just be like sim turn up future you're near you have a man you have a man <laughs> like your nearest and dearest are gonna be they're not a surprise i don't i don't really surprise parties really? are not my thing oh, no i love a little surprise party um surprise surprise i think i would hate it i actually think i would hate it <laughs> i think i would just start crying out of stress and i'd be like you don't yeah. tell me i'm not wearing the right outfit my makeup's not right like yeah. i don't know no, i think it's right surprise, like they'll get you you'll be mm, looking no, right don't worry my anchor's brother turns 30 in january and we were discussing stuff and we discussed like Oh, he was like, oh, I don't want to party because oh. it's too much stress. And they were like, oh, should we do like a surprise? And he was like, no, that's more stress. Why would you tell like, him you're doing a surprise? <laughs> Why would you ask him? But I'm not going to lie, though. For one of my birthdays, maybe like my 21st or whatever, you know what I did? Like, I put all my friends and family into one WhatsApp <laughs> chat. I titled it Halima Birthday Surprise. I sent one message, discussed among yourselves. Okay, bye. And I left. That's genius. That is genius. I and I did actually get a surprise party in the end. <laughs> so you knew so you were right. getting surprised. But then no, like it was one of no, you left the one house. Were you thinking like this could be the day? No, it was like it was one because because I have multiple celebrations for my birthday. So it was one of them. It was like the last one that I didn't. I actually didn't expect. But having said that, my friend Ben, the one who was supposed to distract me, he just took me out and he was like. I need to keep you distracted because they're doing a surprise party. So he ruined wow. it for me. Yeah. No, but it was quite funny. That's though. funny. Yeah. I just, I feel like this might become like a bit of a topic in itself now. Birthdays. I don't think I do well on birthdays. I think Everyone says that. Yeah. Like birthday blues, it's a thing. Yeah. Not even birthday blues because I'm not a big like birthday crier to be fair. Like I, I historically as a child, I have been, but not since I've become a bit older. Yeah. But I think since I was young, birthdays have always been like such a big thing that yeah. for me, I've now got it in my head that the slightest thing goes wrong or someone's message is like 10% could have been nicer i'm like oh they're a fake friend oh they don't care about me oh my birthday's ruined like so that's why this year i realized i put so much tension on myself to have a good birthday i'm just gonna get out the country by myself i wanted to do a solo trip this year anyway i booked barcelona five nights and it was the best birthday in my 24 years i've ever had honestly it was the best because the whole week felt like a birthday the sunday which was my actual birthday didn't feel oh, any nice. different birthday week yeah that, that's nice the whole time obviously meeting people telling them it's it, i'm here for my birthday they were happy birthday, happy birthday. Yeah. like i was celebrating for like six days straight instead of that one day being I like pressure 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 i was like it was incredible and then the day of my birthday i lay in bed with a mcdonald's and scrolled tiktok for an hour like and i the genuinely dream. couldn't have asked for anything better the dream it was great how oh, does um spanish mcdonald's so they have a triple chicken mayo 
It yeah. looks disgusting. I feel like a other countries. <laughs> but it's like just three. I got a picture of it. I feel like <laughs> other countries do a lot more on the like chicken burger like options. But they did have. Oh my god, this burger! It was called the Muk Extreme bloody banging though mm. it was so good i got that i got nuggets i got chicken wings they did chicken wings there uh and i got two ice creams for just to put a disclaimer out there by the way we are not promoting mcdonald's at the moment Boycott, we might be, BDS, might be we might be BDS. in our opinion we're talking about this it's like, just the meal i yeah. got BDS, also guys. to be fair well yeah it's but spain, look how rank that looks spain have been all right over the past year but they don't obviously them and mcdonald's aren't linked so why would you want to eat like that much patties in one go. I can't eat anything from my and that chicken one is like dry. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, just but yeah, no. But the premise was the takeaway bed TikTok relaxation on the day, and I was just like, it was the first time I was well rested. I was, I slept like twelve hours. It was great, and my I realized my favorite thing to do in the world is just walk around aimlessly with like not a real plan and just stop off at any cafe I want, any restaurant I want, get whatever coffee I want. Like it was just that's that was it's proper one of the like days romanticize I had. your life kind of vibe. I had a like, book, like I was on my own, like Lizzie McGuire yeah. movie having your. Emily in Paris at Simran in Barca. Literally, and I got to practice my Duolingo, which was great. Was the weather good? It was like 27 degrees. Oh my God. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah my sister's literally lived there for like the past year and a half. Yeah. She's going to be there till next year and, and it I, just looks fun. I think I'm going to be one it of those people really that great. would genuinely go back like every year. I'm obsessed with that city. It's what I do really. I, I think really I might be that it. person that just goes like every yeah. year or every two years. I want, I want to do like Madrid again, Valencia, Santander, like Bilbao. Yeah. I want to do like all the little places. But my, my sister actually was thinking that because obviously she's been there. Um, for the past couple of years and it's actually her birthday weekend is some kind of like festival it's always around her oh, birthday she's like oh I actually is it might. the tomato one is it in April I don't know it's in September so I don't know what oh. it is but it's no like, sept- the uh, the tomato one is uh, in September it's not it's in Valencia it's not the tomato one I know that but it is some kind of festival that happens in barcelona and it's always around her birthday weekend so she was actually like i might actually just come back every year because oh. even when i'm not living here because like i don't see why not like i was just especially so for obsessed her, like, with it she's got a base because she's been there for that long like yeah like you know and stuff. it was just great because like i wasn't looking at it that much like a tourist because i did hikes and stuff which i didn't think was very touristy did the the cathedral and the sagrada familia which was amazing yeah. and then other than that it was kind of things of we were meeting people there and a lot of people were spanish or from barcelona so it was like going to smaller places kind of like how you would take me around manchester you wouldn't take me to like the really bait places yeah, yeah or at least yeah for anyway highly recommend and i think like a lot of people said to me like i could never do a solo trip i could never spend that much time all by myself didn't you get lonely didn't you get bored i was like listen i had a phone spotify um i had pens and a blank notepad with me if i wanted to draw i had a book and i was meeting people i got i got through like 50 pages of the book in six days i I barely read i had Mm. that book with me everywhere i went i barely read it oh my god i did the same thing i took a book with me when i went to barcelona i didn't read it yeah i I had a book in my bag when i went for dinner trying to have my main character moment met those two girls who ended up going clubbing with when my bag got searched in the club i was like I look like such a loser right now. <laughs> I look like such a loser. I said to them, I was like, sorry, I've got a book. In Spanish, she just looked at me and started laughing. <laughs> I was like, I look like such a weenie right now. <laughs> uh, how were the hikes compared to the four flights of stairs here? 
<laughs> that's exactly what I was challenging. I was like, come on, Simran, you can do this. Or you can do this. But I really gassed myself out coming up the way here. I did two of them really fast and I was dying for the last two flights. Yeah. I did that. You know when like you get really... Sometimes it's when you just get fed up. Like you just you just get fed up at the stairs. So you just try to like run yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that sometimes. And at the end of it, I'm like... <gasps> yeah. I can't breathe. You know what I find? It's weird, some kind of psychological to physical thing if i'm coming up the stairs to pi radio and i've got some kind of distraction on my phone say like Halim has texted me saying she's running late or, no, some, or something else i'm on my phone yeah. like and i'm not thinking about it i'll suddenly be at the top of the stairs and i actually won't be out of breath but if, I'm ha- but if i'm having to focus on want, it then i will do you want to know something what, crazy that's what exercise is though so much of it is just mental fortitude yeah. like oh you my know, god yeah my friends who run say that it's a mental exercise before it's a physical exercise no no, no. it's true because i i've been running this year like it's so much yeah. more mental than it is it physical is. but like this is the most black mirror thing i think i've ever done so basically i did 125,000 steps in like five and a half days in barcelona yeah. ridiculous i think one day I, my highest was like 33,000 or something it was just stupid that's why i love bit of a holiday as well because you just you, you just i didn't walk feel knackered yeah. if i did that here i'd be like oh my god i need to lie, lie in bed for a week so my thing was when i got back i was going to keep the momentum up not 20k steps a day but like 8 to 15 would be nice like i just that's keep the nice. momentum up like i'm not going to sit and like lie around even though i've barely done anything <laughs> but like, from tomorrow um but I went for a run this week and I was like running and I was so tired about halfway um, that I started watching TikToks while I ran. I was so determined to get this run done. I was running and I was looking at my phone like that and I was scrolling on my For You page. That was the most... Bl- 100%. That was the most black mirror thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like That actually could have... Someone filmed that. That would have made like the Daily Mail. Like these Gen Z kids. Watching TikTok while they were listening. But it worked. Helps. I was it so... Because it was like the run that I go on, it has like markers for how far you are along. One one marker to the next would be like two TikToks. I'd be like, Simran, wait, you can't run for t- two TikToks. You sit at home and watch two TikToks. You can't run for it. Mm. Mm. It works so well. I barely noticed. I I'm not th- doing it again. I'm not building that habit. I do think of that like when I'm like running and listening to music. I know, Halim, you said you actually don't listen to music when you go to the gym. I can't. But like when I'm doing it, I think of it in terms of, like three minutes, three minutes, 30. I'm mm. like, okay, how many songs how many before songs? I get to yeah. like this point? I always think like, like if I can sit at home and listen to a song or watch a TikTok, I can do that while I'm exercising. I would just I find sense, it, I'd fall over. You know, literally listen to you say that you were running and watching TikTok, like that made me like nauseous. But like, it's, I know that where that it. where that run is very flat, it's very smooth. Like, no, it's no, no, not, I mean like, like just sensory overload. Oh. Like, I can't even listen to to any music. But like, I also had, I was specific, it wasn't like my For You page, it was specifically a folder of like, I guess it's like people just talking about like things to do with like, um... Oh, so mental health it was a bit like a podcast but every yeah. like 60 seconds two minutes was like different, different. yeah yeah i w- the first time i properly went to the gym at uni i went with my good friend Minakshi, and it, she just found it hilarious because i'd never properly been on a treadmill before yeah. and i just started running and my just natural instinct was to close my eyes no and obviously what? when the floor, when the floor's moving beneath you that would make me dizzy yeah no when the floor's moving beneath you you need to have that balance on the treadmill yeah. you, and literally i'd close my eyes and then two seconds later whoa, fall, like, yeah and she just found it hilarious yeah, that's like, a weird natural selection honestly 
Carlos on exercise. Like everything I hear about Carlos on exercise, I'm thinking, first it's him running up and down the stairs, then it's him running on the treadmill with his eyes closed. What were you doing on like, the stairs? When I was younger, like, um, one summer I got, like, really in good, like, shape in school when I was... Running um, up and down stairs. Yeah, because I didn't have a gym membership, so I was just... And I, and I didn't want to go out because I was embarrassed, so I literally just used to run up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs, and it worked. I would go insane. I would lose my mind. Yeah, I don't know crazy. how I did it. How old are we talking? Like 15. Oh my God, that's like... You've got a conscience at There's that point. There's actually something know. very... Sin- like, actually very... Kind of... Sad about that. Yeah. No, no but it is basically the Stairmaster, but on steroids. No, but at 15 um, years old, you shouldn't be bloody. Yeah. Where, where, what should I have been doing? Going outside? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, obviously, I eventually ended up doing that. But just that summer, I, I was just a bit embarrassed. And also, it was, also it was no, beca- but, I mean, no, but also, it was because I didn't, I didn't have any stamina. When I eventually did go outside, I, fair, I, the thing is, I wasn't able to actually yeah. run. That's the problem. Yeah. So I couldn't go outside and start doing it because literally I'd get one block and be yeah. like... But the one thing after that summer, I actually developed a stamina and I was able to mm. go outside. Yeah. God, we could actually, I could actually do a whole episode committed to like running and what running's been like for the last like few months. It's tough and it's so much more mental than it, it is, is physical. Yeah. Everyone says yeah. That, everyone no, I, I agree. Like sometimes I'll find <laughs> that I'll go and I'll be feeling really fresh, but because of the way my mind is like maybe what it's concentrating on, I'll feel like a lot more like downtrodden. And sometimes I'll go there feeling absolutely exhausted, but because of where my mind is it'll just go by like that i don't really understand it i really i do want it like running is never ever ever something that i have been into like i used to say that though so yeah running is something that i just like i enjoy the gym like i go to the gym whatever but running i just cannot ever imagine myself enjoying running but I really want to get into I it. I genuinely no. used to say, like, word for word, I genuinely used to say, like, I used to love lifting weights, used to love being in the gym, wouldn't even mind, like, walking on a treadmill, not that bad. And then I just started, like, you just start going for walks, and then suddenly, See, like, you walking, just think, I like, love walking. Like, yeah, yeah, I go, yeah. I hike a lot with my family. Yeah. But running. That's what no. I started. I just started doing walks, and then I don't know, like, one day I was like, I, I think I can run this, and then you just start running it. You probably can't run it. You probably will have to stop and take a break and walk yeah, a little you bit. You know, couch to 5k. I want to try that. Oh, I've never tried that, but I have heard it. It's I've like it's very, really good. very good to get like a start. Mm. But like, I think it is so much more mental like and you have to really like fight demons and push through a lot of like barriers because it's not your lungs it's not your legs it's your brain Mm. yeah have you um, ever experienced runner's high yes oh my god i can tell you a few moments like my first run after i like snapped my ankle like my first solid run i was like that's great um my first 5k without stopping bless you my first um like fast 5k that i did without stopping mm. and the other day randomly i don't it was like it was just like another 5k but i was listening to glue by bicep and the sun was setting oh, and i was wow. like wow so like i, I was amazing. like i was like I getting think, goosey like i was like wow this is so amazing i think running is like i genuinely i think it's what what like just the most amazing yeah thing there's something can do yeah because it's like not just i was gonna it's, say it's yeah. like mental resilience yeah. and fortitude it's physical resilience and fortitude but it's outdoors like yeah. it's like 
it's like such a quintessential like primordial human experience to train your body and your mind in the outdoors being touched with it's like true. nature it's, it's true. like kind of especially in this like increasing like increasingly modernized world where even going running you're doing it more time on a machine yeah. indoors you it's know? true like, and i think like it's important to go not go hard on yourself like you will stop you will walk you will get tired a run that you did last week you might not be able to do the week the next week like yeah, yeah it's not a linear progress it, either it's, with it's tough either. like you might go out with all the intention of running x amount of kilometers without stopping and then you might get one kilometer in and think i'm knackered and you just have to like be okay with that like it, it's fine guys maybe i'll start couch to, to couch to do it with me i'm literally making my couch <laughs> I really want to. I really want to try running. <clears throat> What's my height? What's five seven in centimeters, guys? No idea. What one seventy? I think. One seventy or one seven one. One of them. Anyway, was it not recording? No, it was. It's just it basically the camera stops Turns every off. every like thirty minutes. Uh, um, yeah, my runner's high experience. I think is a lot to do with music. Like a lot of the time, um, it'll be when I'm having a really good run, and I'll get to like the climax of the song. Mm. Like little mix. Uh, ma- <laughs> actually, the most recent one I can think of was Flow. Actually, oh, yeah. um, I like the climax of the song, especially like, towards the end of the run, and it's like the final burst of energy. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I can. It's where I would normally decrease the speed. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna yeah, pop yeah, it yeah, because yeah, a lot yeah. of I like that. Runner's high is cerebral, and like off of what you were saying, like it is like my legs took me from here to here like gassed out full like high energy like it just feels so good and like as someone who's obsessed with like sunsets the sky like Mm. nature and that in that way like i feel like it's very like it does bring you like closer Mm -hmm. 100 100 Mm. it's just such a beautiful way to like it it, it, like really forces you to really love and appreciate your body and what it can do yeah but yeah I'm also not a hiker, so coming from like down south, I realised like meeting people that come from like rural areas or like particularly people that have come from up north, you you guys are so much more into nature, like integrated into nature than we are. Like yeah. I live in a town, right? Sure. There's no, there's not really parks, and if they are, they're not safe to go in. Like they're just like you know, you don't really you stay indoors shopping centres cinemas like it's not really like oh let's go on a hike let's go like, that wasn't yeah. a thing growing like up Sunday walk yeah. yeah it was a school trip or Duke of Edinburgh probably about the closest I got and then by that time you're 16 you're like oh I hate this I want to be inside yeah. yeah I don't know like what it's like where where you live but where I grew up like in Warrington I grew up like with a um it's basically like a disused like old railway that's basically part of the trans Pennine trail now um so it's basically just a big like grassy hill sort of thing um and one thing that i really miss where where i'm growing up now because i think you see where i live now and i wouldn't say it's right next to a motorway but it's not necessarily city it is still suburbia but one thing i miss about warrington is like you'd always wake up hearing the birds singing and i think that's something Mm. that like if you if you have that it's a very like lucky thing to have like when i wake up at my anchors and um it's like just traffic yeah yeah in my house in my house i have that like yeah i can imagine yeah you drop me up like where i live is a very it's a green belt yeah it's very very green and especially my window because mine's right at the back of the house um birds chirping yeah. there's so many like selfie videos i take that when i'm getting ready and the background <laughs> oh, noise is birds i love chirping. that i know i do love it i well. remember like mm-hmm. my family from australia it's a long time ago came to visit and i remember they were sitting in i was really young they were sitting in the garden and they were like you guys don't have stars here 
that's that's a big thing yeah. like when you go on holiday yeah and and like you star watch and you're like in the uk we can't we, there's so yeah. much pollution like air pollution that we in just london, don't have no, in stars London especially yeah. It, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. i've been in like um like the yorkshire around the yorkshire dales do you not see any like around us i, I, I do but not yeah. not with the clarity that you see like in other countries yeah, like fair. when i was in cyprus earlier this year um there was one night where literally like we were just stargazing and it was just absolutely amazing um in london i could imagine it's probably just but i just never impossible. even noticed it because obviously that's what i'm used to so when he pointed it out i was like oh, oh my god yeah um, then yeah. i went to trade and i was like you got yeah. stars yeah. but like yeah not growing up massively like involved with nature and like making time to be in nature now i'm trying to do that because i can appreciate it more so I like love it. it's one of my going on a things. hike voluntarily is wild for me like people at home are like hiking like we want to sit in like a bar like no no i was i was, I was up a mountain yeah. um and it was incredible like and that's why i think why i love barcelona because i was saying to you like it's a mixture of like realistic like corporate kind of city Com- life commercial city life it's very beautiful the architecture is yeah gorgeous. Gaudi, really nice that city, absolutely you know? gorgeous mm-hmm. and there's so much historical and culture stuff to enjoy but there's also the massive side of nature with the beaches and the mountains like it's just incredible well speaking of trips to spain halima i've been wanting you to tell us a particular story which i don't think someone's actually heard but i saw on your story story. and i was actually just like this is actually amazing (laughs) with all the like the uh, visuals of it as well so my family are very yeah i did do that i was just looking at my thing yeah i did do that that was it in it beautiful i did do that hike. so yeah. nice um <clears throat> what was i saying yeah so i also for those of you who aren't aware um did a little trip in spain this year um we went for like i went with my family there was 11 of us um like just a load of my cousins um very different to solo trip <laughs> very very different to a solo <laughs> trip with the complete opposite end of the spectrum 11 of us on this trip um no adult trip it was just cousins um and we went for like two weeks and we basically did a road trip around central and south spain um and and for those of you like who aren't really that aware or whatever I'm, I'm obviously like very very close to my family there's a group of my cousin like particularly th- those 11 like we hang out literally at least once a week if not like multiple times a week um so we went to this um family holiday and i have this one cousin tassin if you're listening <laughs> and he's 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 a 17 year old boy from like inner city manchester you can just imagine oh, i didn't realize he was that young yeah he's only 17 he's a baby would you describe him as a cousin it can't like cousin adjacent very much well, i'd say everyone in my family's a cousin i'm not gonna lie me too but um, he's <laughs> very annoying he's just very annoying like you guys don't have like little brothers little brothers are like very very distinctly annoying <clears throat> like he i don't know how to explain it to you he just he's just annoying like he's just always got energy he drinks like three red bulls a day <laughs> and he just doesn't switch off and he's just always in everyone's faces just always doing stuff so like on this trip now like the it's been like a week and he's like he steals everyone's stuff all the time like yeah he's still it and then like you won't know where it is for two days you'll be looking for it for, for two days and then he'll give it back like that's what he does he keeps going around stealing people's things um he doesn't let you sleep in the morning he'll come <laughs> in and just like annoy you in the morning he doesn't let you sleep at night i remember there was one night where the girl's apartment because there were so many of us sometimes we couldn't get the same accommodation so we'd have to share like di- sleep in different apartments so the girl's apartment was next door to the boy's apartment one night and he literally in came in at like 3 a.m. as we're trying to sleep sat on the chair in the dark while the girls are all trying to sleep got up on you on google 
70, 70 questions to fall in love with someone. No. <laughs> like, as much fun as me asking us these questions. What's your deepest dark? In the dark, by the way. So he sat in the dark. And then, like, we have to, like, kick him out. And then, like, we think he's gone. He's actually hid behind the curtain. At, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, he then jumps out and scares us. Then he insists on, like, walking around and, like, tucking everyone into sit and bed and just sleeping. Like, that's the kind of person that he is. He's just very, and it's like every day. It doesn't stop. It just doesn't She's stop. She's like traumatized. It doesn't stop. So he has this one bracelet that he's very attached to, very very attached to. Um, and one day, I think he was showering. He took it off. My sister spotted an opportunity, and she she nabbed it. She robbed his um, his bracelet. Um, and then obviously he's now noticed that it's not there. And I'm bearing in mind as well, he's always jovial. Because he's like the prankster. He's just always annoying everyone. He's always like, hee. So he's now lost his bracelet. He's asking everyone who's got... And he's stealing everyone else's things, by the way. Yeah, I didn't know this context. Now that I do, it seems a lot less cruel what's, what's ensued after this. So he's stealing everyone else's things, right? So we've now stolen his bracelet. And he's now going around asking everyone, where's my bracelet? You have it. Accusing everyone. And all of us are literally like... Bro, we don't know. Like, the acting that we did on that day, Oscar, Oscar, we literally like, bro, we don't know where it is. What do you mean? We don't so know where confirm, it is. So to confirm, every si- the other 10 of you knew we exactly knew. where it was. We all <laughs> knew. We all knew. And all of us, that's how much he annoys everyone. And we just, all the whole day, we were just like, we don't know where it is. We don't know where it is. And he was in a mood. I have never seen that boy in a mood like how I saw him on that day because he's so, like, jovial and messing around. He's literally class clown, the definition of class clown. I've never seen him. Imagine, we went to, we was in Valencia on this day and we went to the Science Museum and they have, like, water rides. He refused to go. And it's, like, one of the funnest things we did in the whole trip he refused to go because he was that annoyed like he was not talking to anyone he was silent which is so different to what it's usually like um and the whole day he kept accusing everyone but then as time was passing we we, he started to slowly believe actually that he's lost it so now he's getting increasingly more and more upset and meanwhile the whole while this is going on the whole day my sister basically passes the bracelet round to each person we wear it and we take a Uh. picture with it wearing the bracelet like, in, like each person does it so like it will be like cheer up bro and we're wearing the bracelet he doesn't realise or it's like I gave him like a wet willy wearing the bracelet he doesn't realise um, and then like later on that day uh, what we do is like she sends the clip of every individual person wearing the bracelet to them and then they send it all to him so basically he knows that we have it but he doesn't know who has it because he's seen evidence of everyone wearing yeah. it um, and then what we did no 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 sorry before that what we did was um, I changed my sister's contact name and photo to like Valencia Hotel and like pretended she was the Airbnb owner and I was texting the Airbnb owner and the lady was like yeah we found it behind the sink so he believed then that he actually left it behind and he was proper proper doubting himself he was like no but I, I left it on the I left it here how could it be there blah 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 and then I was saying to him, like, okay, fine, whatever, we'll get the woman to, like, send it back to us or whatever. And then I had to lie to him and be like, no, she said she can't send it back. Sorry, you've lost it forever. So he's proper in a mood. That's when we send the videos of us all wearing the bracelet. Um, and then he basically, like, beats everyone up. He realises that we have it. He beats every single one of us up. <laughs> this guy is disgusting. He's the kind, he'll be spitting on you. He'll be doing all of that. Like, he's really disgusting. Um, and then my sister gave it him back. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit anticlimactic when she gave it him back, but... Was he the youngest person on the trip? No, he wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was not. No, he was not. He was the third youngest. There was two more younger than him. Wow. But uh, to be fair, though, like, well, everyone in my family is like, we're a very pranky family. Like, we... we pranky. Yeah, no, it's honestly. 11 Halimas, if you can imagine. <laughs> oh, basically, <God>. basically, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Genuinely, basically. Maybe there's, like, three of them who are a little bit more like... Ugh. Oh. <laughs> but everyone else yeah exactly oh my god so are you not worried that he is now out for even more revenge when he first found out do you know what he did before he beat everyone up he was stood there and he was wearing like this button down shirt and he was just stood there like just looking dead straight button up with his shirt and we were literally terrified we were like because that guy has no limits he will literally do <laughs> in your face like he's so nasty he's a teenage boy he's nasty so we were very scared but yeah. he beat everyone up so I think he called it even in the end uh, that's what you think I'd be worried if I were you to be fair though what's there to worry about because he he does all this nonsense yeah. all day long anyway <laughs> like it doesn't stop you sound like a human magpie you know stealing like shiny things literally you don't understand like he's just very annoying did you get him on the show <laughs> He would actually love it. <laughs> he would actually love being on the show. My side of the story. You don't want to hear from me, trust me, guys. It's so annoying. Oh, Anyone who has yeah. little brothers will understand. Anyone who has little brothers from like ends will understand. This kind of this is not really that related, but it reminds me of a story about people that I met in Barcelona. They were from Toronto, and guys, they actually talk like that. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I was so shocked. Talk That's like what? Like that. Like, like how what? they talk how you think they talk like it's like a meme oh like the inner city like they use kind of UK kind of like UK slang yeah Toronto Toronto people have like because it's from like Patois and stuff and yeah then, like, the I thought words. it was fake it's real no yeah. like they say beer beer Every, yeah. everything was low key yeah oh that's low key yeah, lit low key. yeah <laughs> oh they cool. say A a lot at the end of the, every to be fair they didn't no. they did sometimes but not like so much I was like oh that's a thing but like they, God, they've really talked like that. Oh, what about a boot? No. That's it didn't sound no, Canadian. Like proper, it didn't sound Canadian. Like it was like, Canadian. this was like yeah. Toronto. Like what you see in like a skit online. Yeah, yeah. I've, in not, person. I've not heard of this. Like, I didn't know. It's that hilarious. Like it's such a wild accent. Have you not seen that video of this girl going viral? Have you seen it? She's got like two braids in her hair and she's talking the most like thick Toronto accent ever. And it's like going proper viral because people are like, no way this accent's real. Mm. Well... I'm, we are going to play music in a second, but before we do that, on the note of going viral, is everyone seeing the Amsterdam story? Oh my god! <laughs> are we even allowed to talk about? This? Well, we obviously can't like actually discuss about it, but I think is everyone, that anyone listening. No, no, I told you, it got debunked. How did it get debunked? So someone from Vice um, rang up all the. Can I even say the word? Those kind of. St- if you know the story, right. you know it's about like. Right, let me just give yeah, the, con- the, the PG context. So basically, yeah. the story is that a Hindu and a stag do both went to Amsterdam and then split up in Amsterdam. Um, both parties ended up in a promiscuous setting <laughs> with sure. a with a wall through which certain acts could happen. Now, the a member from the Hindu started participating, obviously not seeing who's on the other side of the wall. <laughs> And then apparently there was a button that you could press to see who's on the other side of the wall. So they did that only to find out that the person who was on the other side of the wall was in fact their dad. 
and apparently that like everyone crazy. was just traumatized but this is the what thing upon hearing it i was just like i just think this way. is too like it's too dystopian no it's so what happened but it's Simran's like two got, one in a million kind but of thing, but it got, okay do you know what you you want to think that it wouldn't happen because you don't you i want said to, it's not the most unfeasible but, thing but ever. That's, that's it that's it you want to believe it can't happen because you don't want to sit there and have to imagine something like that but what's What's unfeasible about that? Why? Why, why would the no, dad be there? No, it's unfeasible because it's so like one in a million. Like, why would you be in the same like cafe? You, no, you know, but kind it's, of thing? it's not though but because like, it's like if you go to a same trip with both you, you and your father are on this trip and you're there for a specific reason of like the Hindu or the stag do, which is obviously very, you know, typically the uh, father get was drawn. with the. With the, with the well, he was he was a stag party. That's what I that's what I think. Oh, is, then that's not that unfeasible. No. That's it. That's what I'm saying. I, no, was, I thought the dad was there randomly, no. like on his own separate For trip. Me, he was in a stag party. She was in the hen party. Obviously, on those kind of trips, you're <sighs> you're you're doing yeah. all sorts anyway. You're getting drunk and you're. But that's what I mean. I don't think that. All right, then it's definitely not that unfeasible. But I that's was thinking it. like, what's this one in a million chance that her dad happened to be in Amsterdam? Happened no, to be like. No, For no, me, no. the unfeasible thing is I just don't think that the dad would be on the trip like i don't think i don't i know to be fair i have no, seen i have like, seen yeah, like people people do take their parents on yeah. these but people have different relationships if, with their parents it, yeah. man the thing is right i can imagine the dad being on the trip if it is the dad of the bride or it could just be like a family friend yeah, you know, or whatever. Why, like, i don't know there's so many like, why is that the unfeasible that bit why is that the unfeasible I bit just for you don't yeah know. isn't it that's that's not no it, it could be family friends anyway whatever it's very unlikely it's been, no, it's been it debunked happens. it's been debunked someone from vice called up like the three types of venue that offer that like you can see through the glass thing turns out there's no like the certain way around that the situation worked with yeah anyway um it's, it's not real it's not real and and okay, fine, like, if it's not real who on earth made that up that? however sick, however when it did come out looking at like comments and stuff a lot of people were saying like i swear this story's been circulating since school like it's just one of those stories you know you hear like oh a kid fell back on folk, his chair and hit his head it's a folk yeah tale. yeah uh, but i i think it's just one of them like and suddenly it just got a bit more mainstream because yeah. someone probably well, revived it a little bit well i was saying i'm kind of still weird though i'm kind of fed up with seeing on tiktok these like these similar voice note type things of when it's like um people message their mom saying oh there's a charity bake sale and they send these pictures of cakes that obviously look rubbish and then they get their mom to voice note back saying oh my gosh that's so bad blah blah yeah. blah and it's like it's kind of obvious that like or it's like um, during COVID, they're making a lasagna in Wembley Stadium. Do you guys know? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know Wembley Stadium My and lasagna? so stupid. She was like, oh, I hope they're going to use halal meat. Do you think they're going to put mushrooms in it? You absolute dumbo. Guys, that's how stupid my family members are. That's context for when I talk about them. Oh, dear. This girl, how could she say, do you think they're going to put mushrooms? I hope they put mushrooms in it. <laughs> Full house today. Indeed. How exciting. And the reason why we're all in Manchester is because last night we were at our Asian. second one altogether, Asian Media Awards. Yeah. Our second year attending, our second yeah. year nominated. We were nominated for Best Radio Show. We were, yeah. we were, we were. Emphasis on the nominated. 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 <laughs> Otherwise we I'd be here waving an award around in this camera saying we won. Yeah. <laughs> you would have, you guys would have heard it by now yeah. if we won. Unfortunately we didn't win. Um but, you know, but happy to be nominated happy to have been nominated it is actually true i think so i think we all went in with that mindset of like okay listen let's not 
like it's it's an honor to be nominated it's an honor to go like it's a great opportunity to network to have a good night and if we win that's a bonus but obviously when you're there like you do get a little yeah. bit excited mm. like oh, that's oh, that's as well. <laughs> obviously when you're there like you do get a little bit excited in the run up to mm. it um so we was obviously naturally a little bit disappointed that we didn't win which we're gonna be but i think afterwards like when i reflected on it i did think like um obviously it, that category is a huge category mm. it's not just like it's not one of the niche kind of obscure ones like mm. you know what I mean like it's yeah. it's, it's a it's um, best radio show like it it's is a one big of one. it is one of the biggest categories and it's actually only five nominees so like there were other categories yeah. that had like up to seven <coughs> nominees we had only five nominees and you know our other contenders were like the big or like the biggest kind of radio stations for like South Asian yeah. you know whatever but yeah I think it was two from one station two from another and then us in the middle and then us like, exactly yeah. so it was two from the two you know bigger South Asian stations and then us <coughs> like we were the only one that was mm. nominated from a grassroots yeah. level so. and also the only one from a non-South Asian station from a non-South yeah. Asian yeah. station and the only one that was like a younger younger yeah. you know yeah. presenters and audiences as well yeah. so I said to these lot in the car like when we were inevitably a little bit disappointed when we didn't win that we should have we need to big ourselves up a little bit more for just yeah, even being able to be nominated be in the same room as those people and kind of just yeah. like one of obviously five have nominees. our faces and our names like shown on that big screen yeah, like that was our nice. name was in the booklet like it's it's, it's, it's cool because last year um, it was just our logo but actually seeing our faces yeah, it was, was different lot, it was yeah. different yeah I like yeah. that it's you know we were one of five nominees in a huge no, category very proud of us very 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 proud of us at the end of the day hopefully yeah. we run it again next year yeah. yeah, it was nice to see some familiar faces as well, both ones that we knew like Eamon, but then also seeing Shabazz in the flesh. <laughs> He's <laughs> the one fangirling <laughs> over Povo Gang. We do love, we do love Shabazz says. Yeah. He, he got, he got honoured with the, what, what, what like, best video channel, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But um, that was well nice. Deserved. That was nice. Yeah, no, he gave a really nice speech as well. It's yeah. always a cool evening because everyone always gives a really cool speech and it really does bring you back down to earth a little bit, realising like what you've achieved over the last year and also just like the space for yeah, South Asian Yeah, South Asians are doing bits, you I know. I feel like, after the whole awards like the amount of awards they are it does get like okay people are saying the same thing but the point is still so valid in that mm -hmm. like it's a room full of people that look like us we're like paving away in an industry that wasn't really mm -hmm. necessarily created or made space for us historically so it's mm -hmm. kind of like putting these face and obviously cool people are there that have been doing this for decades so it's yeah, like 100. they kind of laid the groundwork and now we're here doing our thing so it's very like it's very it's very humbling it's very inspiring it's very just cool to be in that space around yeah. these very talented people and listen to these and stories and deservedly so as well like to kind of obviously on the one hand you're sat there and you're like inspired by so many you know people's achievements and so many mm -hmm. people's careers but also like kind of then it dawning on you like oh wait actually we're doing it too yeah, like yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. we also have this platform and we're also doing really great work so big up us <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's cool that like, you meet people and like the person sitting next to us was like, oh, I Googled you guys last week. Yeah. Someone said happy birthday to me because they saw it on our on our like yeah. Instagram. And I was like, this is just cool. Like, obviously, exactly what you said, like, and deservedly also, like, were there too. And also like the people, even even in our category, the, the person who won, she got up on stage and part of her speech was her saying that she was doing this for 10 years. And I think that was her first award in that category, mm. you know. So for us, uh, three years in, it's only our second year being nominated. Like even that is such a huge pat on the shoulder that we're already taking such and making such strides like such early on in, in our career. Because as Simon was saying, like you're there amongst people who have, this is their, their life's work. Yeah. Not just their career, this is their life's work. Um, so it is incredible to be in that space. Yeah. Proud of us. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of us. Proud yeah. Of- well done, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of work, we've been doing it over the years. Over the past three years, starting off with Simran, she took her citizenship oh my test. God. Failed. <laughs> Halima took hers. Majestically Pass won. the flying colours. Come on, guys. Went off and ate some, was it, scones and clotted cream. I don't cream. think I did, actually. I might today. Oh, yeah. No, I am, I am, like, randomly craving it because we just keep talking about it. But the point is, we were thinking about this the other day and we realised that I actually haven't done one because no, I'm obviously the person on this side of the mic. But I believe that these two are going to do some interrogating now. It's, it's now finally Carlos's turn oh. to take his... UK citizenship test. <clears throat> the one out of us who actually has British, <laughs> like genetic ancestry. <laughs> That's true, actually. So I am expecting you. You to come with default, like fifty percent score. Anything above that. So I think. Well, you that was what I wanted for you to get. I wanted you to get above like um, four out of eight. I'm so proud of myself you for failing. T- you got two. I'm so proud of myself for that. That's right. my biggest achievement. You know what was the best thing yesterday when we were having that conversation and we were like, oh yeah, Prince William sports Wimbledon. He was like, no, he doesn't. He sports Aston Villa. I was like, oh yeah. Even then we failed. Even then, I yeah. don't remember the questions. One thing about me, I'm going to stick my foot in it and say something wrong. Like, uh, I'm just going to, yeah. Right, so how many questions have I got, Halima? I don't actually know. It's just a... <laughs> let's just, just just do it and see. Right, right we'll, get, we'll get the general gist of where let's I deserve. Let's do eight. Let's do eight. Yeah, yeah okay, we'll right. eight. I need to get four, right? Right, okay, cool. Right, here we go. <laughs> Right, let's go. Did you play a theme tune then? I'm playing. I'm playing like a little bit of quiz music. Okay. Question one. Right. When was Charles the first executed? Oh, for goodness, what an exact year? 1646, 1653, 1649, or 1658. This is so. They're all within like 10-15 years of each other. I don't know about you guys, but like we only did like. Henry VIII at school. I didn't do any of like Charles Right, enough being. excuses. Right. Give us your answer. What are the options again? 46, 53, 49, 58. Well, was one of the options 53? Yes. I'll go with that. 16. Was Wrong. it right? Oh. 1649. That's all right. Right. What is the divine right of kings? There's no multiple choice. I know this. Oh, sorry. A. Reduced <laughs> the power of the king. B. Reduced the power of the nobles. C. The king was appointed by God. Or D. Increased power of the parliament. Three. Yeah. The, I mean, the clue's in the name. God. Yeah. Divine the, right of yeah. God. Yeah. What was the UK land? What UK landmark was voted as Britain's favourite view? A. Snowdonia. B Edinburgh Castle, C Loch Lomond, or D the Lake District. Uh, best view. So is it? You got Snowdonia, Loch Lomond, Lake District, and what was the other one? Edinburgh Castle. <sighs> oh. No Lake District. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So two score. out of three. Two out of three. Yeah. Right, what ge- this is easy. What party won the general election in 2010? None. The Liberal Democrats and Conservative Party formed a coalition. B, the Liberal Democrats. C, the, t- the Labour Party. Yeah, or D, the Tories. It was, it was the second one. They formed a coalition. 
Liberal Democrats and Conservatives. Oh um, my correct. God. You've got Simran, you were when you even alive then? In 2010? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Thanks. Right, you're cu- currently on three out of four. Yeah. One more and you've passed. Yeah. Which two are, are associated with rugby? A, Wimbledon. B, the Super League. C, the Premier League. Or D, the Six Nations Champions. That one's easy. That's so easy, bro. Come on. One and four. One is Wimbledon. Two is the Super League. Three is the Premier League, right. and four is the Six well, Nations. Well, I know Champions. Six Nations, okay, but yeah. I don't know the other one. You're gonna have to guess. Wimbledon. What? Simran, who actually would have picked that? Oh, one wrong. Yeah, no, no, I, no. That's fair. I did pick that, but I was getting confused with Wimbledon. He got that wrong. Oh, no, yeah, he got that wrong. It's, 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 it's you should have let him get it wrong. Right? It's Super League. That's correct, isn't it? It's, yeah, that yeah, is but, correct. But no, but it's fine. If you want to give me half mark, you can. If you want to give me one mark, it's like whatever. But I, I think I got that. Give wrong. him half. Right. It's yeah, three and a half. Three and a half, half, three and a half. Yeah. Right. Which comedy double act by Nick Park won many Oscars? A. Thelma and Louise. B. Laurel, Laurel and Hardy. C. Gavin and Stacey. D. Wallace and Gromit. By who? Nick Carden. Yeah. Oh, it's Wallace and Nick Gromit. Nick Park. Nick Park. Nick, no, it's Wallace and Gromit, isn't it? I know that. Yeah, you're right. Five and a half out of six. Five and a half out of what? Six. So I've passed. I can chill now. Do you want to do the last two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which of the devolved administrations had been suspended a few times? A. Welsh Assembly. B. Northern Ireland Assembly. C. Westminster. Or D. Scottish Parliament. I don't care. Gosh, give him credit to do the last one. He's resting on his laurels now because he's won. I don't know. Like, Westminster. Exactly, like a no Northern Ireland Assembly. Right, okay. Right, final question. On Valentine's Day, people exchange gifts and cards and send anonymous cards to people they admire, false or true? Hmm. <laughs> true. <laughs> All right, he right. passed. You got right. five and a half out of, out of eight. eight. God. We get I it, can't you're believe British. That th- this is the. C- Guys, I just. Yeah. I want to go on a run. I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> God, the notion of citizenship is so violent. There are people that are literally dying at borders. People literally risking their lives and not surviving to cross borders. People being deported, people losing their entire livelihoods. This concept of citizenship literally destroys and takes lives. And it's contingent on a question as silly as when was Charles the first executed yeah. is that not insane I think as if, well if, the, if, if there was if you anyone needed any further proof that the construct of citizenship is completely normative completely made up is a completely fictitious construct this is it I think as well they got we should then point out that when each of us have done these quote unquote citizenship tests we are not trying to make light of these like this like really it's negative even showing you how insane showing how ridiculous it is it's yeah. literally how ridiculous because according to the test now Simran give us your British citizenship like that's literally how that's the she logic can come, she can come get me man I don't that's care that's the logic how insane is that it's crazy <sighs> yeah and it's mad as well because my dad like did this test and the thing is as well Bear only in like All my family 20, in, to do in, it. in 2019 he did it um and he also actually but it's if you don't have a british degree 
then you have to do an English test. Yeah, as well. all yeah. my family, all my family members have every single yeah. one of them have a chance to do that. Also, my uncle's mum literally a couple of weeks ago has done it as well. Yeah, so she's on her way to getting it. Crazy. But, oh, her mum's um, not a citizenship. No, citizen. not at all. She's finally like, okay, I want, I want the passport. Oh, crazy. Like, Everyone say, well done, Simran, for failing. Well done, Simran, for failing. Well done, Simran. <laughs> no, but it's just, it's just a completely yeah. inane concept. Like it's, it is, it's, it's, it's deranged. What did I get? Two, two out, out of eight. eight yeah hell yeah well, so how like can someone 20, who's born in, in the hell uk yeah. someone who is I, born like, I've and been bred through educated primary school secondary school and two universities like in the uk and i've not failed. known any other way of life other than living in the uk and i got less than 30 percent and and now because of this test technically the logic of the test is that she can't be classed as or she won't be able to get her citizenship it's us crazy see, take me back so you know see the thing is i would say like so what questions do you think should be there but then i think it's like there no, shouldn't be any questions be a test for mm. citizenship gosh totally yeah. get me started on that honestly <sighs> well this seems like a good time to play seeing as we're all here as well bad, bad, bad vibes no, I, I actually sang it for once Carlos, that was the worst. I think it's because you had headphones on that and was you can't the worst. hear yourself. That was the worst rendition of Bad Vibes Island that you have ever sang. I'm flabbergasted. You will never come for my singing ever again in your life. Oh, believe me, I will. Gosh. Oh, my God. That was awful. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do a bit of a segue for this because I don't think it's really appropriate. But to oh. round things off because we've got 15 minutes left. Um the past couple of weeks we've obviously been covering what's been going on in the middle east in regards to palestine um and there have been some various developments um not i don't think any of them can really be classified as good um but in the past week there's just been further further um bombings yeah. yeah further bombings um further um innocent palestinian lives lost i believe the figure now stands at around over seven thousand yeah 7.5 k i think it's around that number yeah. according to the gaza health ministry it's especially um kind of dehumanizing they like released like a whole list of names <laughs> and they were like if you want proof no because biden is. literally yeah. went up on the on the on the global stage and said oh i'm not sure about the validity of the claims of the palestinian death toll so then what the health ministry did was they basically just um uh, it, uh, sent out a, a list of every person who was martyred which is mm. like when i saw that it was i i was like i was so shocked because i was like there's no such thing as like a dignified life for the palestinian anyway living in in under siege living under occupation and apartheid they don't even get dignity in death like the kind of like um administrative and like performative acrobatics that the palestinians have had to done um to basically perform for people's empathy to to beg and plead for the world's empathy is insane the level the the kind of <clears throat> extent that everyday ordinary palestinians even who aren't even living in the gaza strip have had to go had to go to to like you know condemn hamas so that the world might be able to actually see them as like human beings is insane to stand on a global stage where there's and and the thing is as well like where the age that we're living in now yeah the entire world has been basically live streaming the the genocide like there's there's no one out there who can who can feasibly say 
I'm skeptical because we have anyone who's paid attention has seen like f- footage after footage after footage of what's going on on the ground. So for Biden to to come forward and 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 by the way, like he's the person who literally said that he saw the forty beheaded Israeli babies. Then he wasn't um, questioning mm. nothing. Then he wasn't skeptical about, skeptical about nothing. That was fact. But mm. when it's you know to do with the Palestinian death toll, now all of a sudden he understands due diligence. Mm. You know, like it's just it's it's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think the main thing that we talked about last week was in light of the um, hospital bombing, um, why it's especially bad that no Western powers seem to be advocating for a ceasefire. And up until, I believe, like today, I don't think that's been the case, and literally we were at the AMAs last night and got the BBC push notification that... um, Israel had essentially caught all communication from Gaza. Like um, no, yeah. no, like um, phone calls were going in, no messages. So no one knows what's happening. And then this morning, woke up to the news that actually, um, it appears that Israel have um, t- um, carried out what appears to be the like most insane amount of bombing that we've seen over the past two weeks, yeah. which coincidentally happened during that blackout. Yeah, I mean, like, anyone who's been following the Israeli war machine knows how, like, um, just insane it is. Um, The kind of indiscriminate carpet bombing of of Gazans with absolutely no care or regard for the proportion of civilians that they hit because, you know, their supposed target is supposed to be Hamas. Um, Like, I, I really thought, like, I've seen the extent of, like, war depravity from the Israeli war machine. And then they cut off all telecommunications. And by the way, like, anyone who understands the truth of what's going on um, only knows it because of the live coverage that we've gotten from Palestinians and journalists on the ground in Gaza because, obviously, the rest of the world is giving us a very, very different story to what's going on. So we've had to rely on actual Palestinian voices on journalists who are literally in Gaza like risking their life every single yeah, day to over, get us over 20 of whom have died so over far. 20 yeah over 20 journalists who have been killed and like this is deliberate by the way because it's it's um it's, it's their reporting that is getting kind of getting the world to open their eyes and see what's going on um but so they they cut all telecommunications off um and then all we have seen is um just people from a distance like in the west bank um being able like to see the bombings um, all the way in, from the west bank yeah uh, i think i think the i think the the one of the videos that i saw was from the west bank i might be mistaken but from a far distance basically yeah. from a very 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 far distance um basically that people are being able to see the bombing and like the the sky is literally illuminated orange because of the because it's a blackout and because of the intensity um and the frequency of the bombs that are being dropped um uh, into gaza um any palestinian voice that we had on the ground we have not heard from for the past like 19 hours um it was a ground they've also enacted a ground invasion israel yeah uh, last night so um the un actually they did pass the ceasefire resolution so um by an overwhelming majority i think it was like 120 countries actually uh voted oh is this what the 14 countries that didn't D- that yeah so like, so uh, I, th- I think the figures are that um basically 120 countries voted for the ceasefire um 14 countries abstained uh, sorry um uh, voted against it and 45 countries yeah, abstained including the UK abstained yeah including the UK abstained basically uh, so the UN have passed the resolution I don't think Israel have, have heeded it because obviously they did their ground invasion and they, they've renewed bombardment um, of the country 
but that is kind of where where we're at right now in the conflict um i think um a lot of the arguments that i've seen online that i don't think we necessarily touched about um and i don't think we've actually discussed this either so i suppose we do need to obviously go out here and say that obviously we um sympathize empathize with the um families of those who are still being held hostage by hamas that have been held since october the 7th <laughs> we um obviously don't condone that or any any harming of them mm -hmm. um that being said i don't really understand the people that are saying that because the fact that hamas still have these hostages that is reason to not opt for a ceasefire no but also like by the way um the state of israel has been declining to accept hostages back so there's been a number of instances where hamas have actually tried to give back hostages and israel have just said no and do you know mm. why because there have been a number of hostages that have been released that have actually come forward and by the way this is not us gonna, we're not here sitting and condoling anything that hamas did this is just actual factual news coverage where um especially last week where there were two elders elderly israeli woman who were taken hostage they came forward and they literally said actually and this is their account not mine they came forward and they actually said oh um they were very nice people <laughs> like they actually treated us really well they gave us medical attention they had doctors on hand they planned everything very well they completely respected us they made sure we were looked after we ate every like they ate what we ate like they didn't mistreat us in any way there's a particularly poignant scene where they was doing the handover of the hostages where one of the elderly women turned around shook the hand of the hamas soldier that had been like looking after i assume and said like you know salam shalom um so like and 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 like uh, again like this is just me theorizing once again not to condone anything that hamas have done but there's i don't think it's a coincidence that the people who have been kept hot and by the way this this echoes a similar story to on the night of the invasion on the 7th of october there was another family who came forward and spoke about their account of what had happened and they basically their account was that the ha hamas had invaded their homes um they literally went in the first thing they said was we're muslim we're not going to harm you the, the, the one was like oh i have young children and the, and the hamas people said we're muslims we're not going to harm you we're not going to harm your children they were stationed in her house for a number of hours like there was bananas lying around and they said oh can we eat the bananas like the woman found that quite you know quite uncanny whatever like she didn't she said that she didn't feel threatened by them and then they left and again not my opinion that's an actual factual coverage given by an israeli woman who whose house was invaded on the 7th of october and it mirrors again the similar sentiment that you know the israeli hostage that were released last week gave so it's not a it doesn't feel like a coincidence to me personally that israel are now saying that they don't want these hostages back mm. you know like I mean that's the thing as well and again just to reiterate again we're not condoning any of the violence that Hamas um committed on October 7th or have continued to commit um but that's why I don't understand in terms of why Israel don't want to opt for a ceasefire because surely these constant bombardments and um them taking this ground offensive surely a ceasefire which is respected by both sides and discussions happening surely that is less likely to risk hostage life if we're focusing on the hostages risk hostage life than continued bombardments like carpet bombing like you're saying which surely our hostage is not going to get caught up in that as well that's exactly what that's exactly the point mm. like israel have already declined um kind of exchange of of their own hostages now when they're carpet bombing if they're so worried if they're doing it to get their hostages back but you're indiscriminately killing so how do you know like and and this is by the way this by this is like 
an, another like kind of contention where Israel are saying that we're avoiding as much civilian death as we can. We're hitting only kind of confirmed Hamas targets, right? They how can they have this level of intelligence to know where Ham exactly where Hamas are in a multi-story building? But apparently they had no intelligence of like seventh of October. It's just not a lot of what Israel is saying is not adding up. And we and <clears throat> I say this to say that like a lot of people that like people should be very very skeptical of israeli propaganda that's coming out or not they have been they have proven to lie throughout this entire kind of whatever is going on i don't even know what to call it at this point a war a conflict i don't know what to call it but they have been proven to lie at every single point of this you know from the very beginning um so i, I would my my kind of advice to people is be very very skeptical of what you hear from kind of mainstream media from western media um it is a very heavy set precedent that they just they just lie you know mm. and we've seen it throughout history but especially throughout the past few weeks yeah. um they've also now by the way like uh, they're threatening to bomb um the largest hospital in gaza which at the minute is housing between 50 to 60,000 people well it must be large then that is 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 like it it and, and by the way, like, this is us reporting um, from the point of yesterday. So the blackout, mm. we don't know. We actually don't know. And I'm terrified of what that blackout means. Um, mm. it, they have been set. The death toll has reached plus 7,000, like 7,500 people in the light of day where we have been able to see up close. We've been live streamed the calamity. I I honestly shudder to think what they might be doing in the dark where the international eye is not on them mm -hmm. and people can't live stream the happenings. Um, the situation is extremely dire. You know, ambulances are literally begging journalists. Can you tell us where the casualties are? Because obviously without telecommunications, they don't know where people are. There are literally th tens of thousands of people still stuck under the rubble, tens of thousands of people like who are literally injured in need of medical um, aid. Um, and, 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 and none of that can be reached, none of that can be actualized without telecommunications. Um, like we, we just, we can't even imagine, honestly, the, the kind of level of calamity that has befallen the gardens, especially now. Mm -hmm. So I, I really like, I'm very, very terrified to think like, I don't even know what the process is. Like, do, do, how, how are they going to get the telecommunications back? Cause they, apparently they've cut off like yeah. the wires. So like, how, how like, I think it's a case of time is going to tell. Like we can't. Obviously, we don't have any knowledge of that. And you know what's so scary now as well is that like so much of what they have done and make no mistakes about it. I like they they are committing war crimes every single second as we're speaking on air right now. So much of of that won't be able to be substantiated. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've been able to debunk so much propaganda and to actually show so much of the truth only because we've had real footage. Yeah. Without, in the absence of that, like, and, and, and still in the face of that, Israel are completely denying what they're doing. Still in the face of that, like, I literally watched an interview on, like, you know, Sky News or BBC News, one of the big, big news outlets with one of the kind of military personnel. And the the journalist was saying, like, oh, what, you know, in, in this bombardment, what is the percentage of civilians? What's the percentage of Hamas? And the literal military personnel, like, he must have been senior, sat there, looked straight in the camera and said, oh, we've not been, this is not a bombardment. <laughs> the journalist had to be like, no, with, no, with all due respect, this is a bombardment. Go like, one minute. It, yeah guys 
thoughts on prayers for Palestine? Like, yeah, and I think continue to put pressure on the people, like your MPs, um, whoever it is, to push for our own government to advocate for a ceasefire. Because in our opinion, I think that is what is going to actually lead to the least amount of innocent civilian lives being lost. Um, yeah, just keep talking to people. Keep don't forget about them, especially now that the the videos potentially are going to decrease now because of this lack of communications. <coughs> just keep talking about it. Keep, yeah, there's greater yeah. onus on us now to just keep spreading the word because obviously Palestinians can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks so much to everyone that has tuned in today. It's been a very nice episode. Um, three of us here together. Um, any words before you depart, Simran? Got nine seconds. Thank you. Bye. Okay, see you later, guys. See you later. Bye.